Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, I'm so glad to be back with you again today with our Victory Church weekly podcast. Pastor Mitch here and uh, hope you're having a great week. It's amazing to me that it's already July. Uh, Things are really going uh, fast paced here at Victory Church. We got our certificate of occupancy on our uh, children's ministry building and boy we're uh, gearing up to have the kids in there this coming Sunday and uh, wow uh, we're we're gearing up to have our child care slash Christian school begin uh, in September, and uh, wow, we are on the move. So time seems to be going by at a rapid pace. I'm sure you feel the same way. Look, I've been talking about healing and and all of us building up the potential in us for great faith in God's healing power. Faith comes by hearing, Romans 10:17, and hearing by the Word of God. So whatever you hear the most of it is what you have faith for. So. For me, listen, I've been in God. This is my 47th year, uh, September 12th, and all every single year of my spiritual life, I have, uh, one of my goals has been to keep my faith in God for divine healing built up. Uh, I was raised in church. I um, went to church three times a week when I was a boy. Uh, my par- parents were studious in going to church, but never heard anything about divine healing and had no faith in God to heal me. In fact, I was afraid I would die of an illness. And when I found out that God healed and that this and that salvation that not only salvation was in my redemptive package from Jesus, but also the healing of disease was in that package, it stirred me up. So I have all of these years since 1976, think about it, spent time just about every day building up my faith in God for divine healing. Because as I say every time, there will never be a time that you don't need faith either for yourself or someone else. Faith in God for divine healing. So keep it built up. Today we're going to get right into this. And uh, the basis for believing as a Christian that healing is available to us today is found in Isaiah 53. That is the foundational element of our faith in God to heal us through the atonement of Christ. We call Isaiah 53 the great redemptive chapter because the entire chapter is about Jesus, our vicarious lamb of sacrifice, who bore our sins and, we'll find out in this chapter, bore our illnesses. Let's get right into it. Isaiah 53, 1 reads, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? When I read that in the New King James, who has believed our report? So my, the question comes to my mind. What are you going to believe? What are you going to believe the most of? You're going to believe what the doctor says? You're going to believe what Google says? Are you going to believe what a friend says? Or are you going to believe what God says? Whose report are you going to believe? I want to believe what God says over anything because you know what I found out? If you'll take your stand on the Word of God, God will make sure that His Word comes to pass in your life. That is absolutely thrilling and exciting. 
Who hath believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord been revealed? Verse 2, for he, speaking about the Messiah that is yet to come, he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with sickness. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs, verse 4, and, and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised. For our iniquities, the chastisement of, for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Verse 6, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So again, faith is believing the report going back to verse 1. When it says, and to whom is the arm of the Lord been revealed there in verse 1. The arm of the Lord stands for the redemption that God brings to us as his people. And it's available to those who believe the report. So verse 2 says, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. Let's go through these one at a time. Uh, a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire in him. Root out of a dry ground speaks of a supernatural birth. Uh, you know, you've got to have moisture and warmth for a, a seed to, to germinate. Jesus is a root out of dry ground. That means supernatural circumstances. Hence, that verse is really referring to a supernatural birth, and it's the Messiah's supernatural birth. He's a root out of dry ground. Verse 3, he is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Now, the word sorrows in the Hebrew is makab, M-A-K-O-B, and it is elsewhere translated in the Old Testament as pains. So you could read that he is despised, rejected of men, a man of pains. Jesus took our pains, that is our physical suffering on his own body. Job 14, 22, that word pains, uh, here it is, but his flesh will be in pain over it. And his soul will mourn over it. Job 33, 19, this, this word, Hebrew word macabre rendered pain. Man is also chastened with pain on his bed and with strong pain in many of his bones. So again, so again, it says he, the Messiah, is despised, rejected by men, a man of pains. See, Jesus took our pains. Then it says acquainted with grief. Now that word grief in the Hebrew is the word koli, C-H-O-L-I. And it's elsewhere translated in the Old Testament. Uh, it's rendered sickness or disease. And I'm not going to read the references. There's quite a few of them. Deuteronomy 7.15, Deuteronomy 28.65, 2 Kings 1.2, 2 Kings 8, verse 8, 2 Chronicles 12.15. I'm going fast. 1 Kings 17.17 17, and 2 Chronicles 16.12. That uh, word that is translated grief in Isaiah uh, 53.3 is translated 
sickness or disease in other places in the Old Testament. So, so you could read that verse again. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Now that's really, really good. Uh, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. And so many people say that this verse uh, refers to sin, that Jesus became our sin, uh, uh, that Jesus became our sin and our spiritual sickness. First, our spiritual sickness. So they say it's not a physical sickness, it's a spiritual sickness. First of all, sin is not a sickness. Sin is a heart issue. This is literally talking about sickness and disease that Jesus bore for us. Listen to Dr. Isaac Leeser's translation. In my wide margin Bible many years ago, I wrote, uh, I wrote Dr. Isaac Leeser's Hebrew-English Bible. I wrote his translation of Isaiah 53, 3 and 4, and it says, He was despised and shunned of men, a man of pains and acquainted with disease. Verse 4, he said, But only his our diseases did he bear himself, and our pains he carried them. Again, that's Dr. Isaac Leeser's Hebrew-English Bible translation. Then Young's literal translation of the Old Testament reads it this way, beginning with verse 3. He is despised and left of men a man of pains and acquainted with sickness. And as one hiding the face from, um, from us, he is despised, and we esteemed him not. Then verse 4, uh, Young's literal translation says, Surely our sicknesses he hath borne, and our pains he carried them. And we have esteemed him plagued, smitten of God, and afflicted. Verse 5, and he is pierced for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is on him, and by his bruise there is healing to us. Verse 6, Young's literal translation, all we like sheep have wandered away, each to his own way, and we have turned, and Jehovah hath caused to meet on him the punishment of us all. These two translations from Dr. Isaac Leeser, the Hebrew-English Bible, and then Young's uh, literal translation of the Old Testament uh, both refer to um, what we just mentioned from these two Hebrew words. Surely Jesus took our sicknesses and carried our pains as the lamb of sacrifice. And so it's very clear. Then there are so many people through the years I have heard say, well, you know, you say that that Isaiah 53, 4 says that Jesus took our sicknesses and carried our pains, but that's really our spiritual sicknesses and our spiritual pains. But see, I think God knew that people would do that. And so there's a commentary. There's a Holy Spirit commentary uh, to Isaiah 53, verse 4 found in the New Testament. And it's found in Matthew chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. Here it is. And this is referring exactly to Isaiah 53, verse 4. When evening had come, it says about Jesus, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. Then verse 17 of Matthew 8, 
that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So the New Testament um, uh, fulfillment or the New Testament rendering of Isaiah 53 verse 4 actually mentions he himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Instead of saying pains, it says infirmities in Matthew 8, 17. But, but I want you to see that the, in context, Jesus was healing people, casting demons out of people, and healed all that were as sick, and it was a fulfillment of Isaiah 53, 4. Surely he's borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Or Matthew 8, 17, the divine commentary of Isaiah 53, 4. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So for those that say it's referring to spiritual sickness, not physical sickness, then why in the world did the Holy Spirit link Isaiah 53 verse 4 to Matthew 8, 17? And in the context, it's referring to Jesus healing the physical infirmities of people. It's because Isaiah 53 contains God's healing promises in the atonement of Christ for us. Now, the next point is that there are two words used in Hebrews 53, uh, I'm sorry, Hebrews, Isaiah 53, 4. They are really Levitical words, and these words refer to the scapegoat that assumed the sins of Israel on the Day of Atonement. And now, we'll get into that really clearly next time because we won't have time to fully expand on, on the Day of Atonement today. But I want you to hear these two Levitical words. When I say Levitical words, they're from the book of Leviticus chapter 16, and they're used of the scapegoat that bore the sins of Israel. The high priest would would lay his hands on a goat and confess the sins of the Israelites. And, and, and the... And the um, and the goat would bear symbolically the sins of Israel. So the, the two words here that are also used in Leviticus 16 for the scapegoat are, the first one is, surely he hath borne our sicknesses. And the second one is carry. This word born is the Hebrew word nasa, N-A-S-A, and it means, listen, to lift up to bear away, to convey or remove to a distance. Now, surely he, Jesus, has lifted up, borne away, conveyed and removed to a distance. What did he do that with? He did that with our sicknesses, and he did that with our pains. That is, he bore them for us. That is completely, completely amazing. And so surely he has Nassau borne our sicknesses. He lifted them up. He took them upon himself as the scapegoat did for Israel on the Day of Atonement. And then it says, surely he has borne. Let's go back to this again. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and uh carried our pains. Let me get this right. Verse 4. Surely he's borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Now that word carried is the Hebrew word sabal, S-A-B-A-L. And listen to what it means to assume a heavy burden, a complete removal of the thing that is born. So surely he has, surely he has 
um, nasad our sicknesses, lifted them up, borne them away, conveyed them, removed them to a distance, and then he has carried our pains. He has assumed the obligations of our pain. He completely removed them for us the way the scapegoat, uh, the sins of Israel were, were transferred to the scapegoat, and he went off into a solitary place. We'll look at that next time. Listen to Isaiah 53, verses 11, 12, talking about Jesus the Messiah when he sees all that is accomplished. When God sees all that is accomplished by he, the Messiah's anguish, he, God, will be satisfied. And because of his experience, the Messiah, Jesus' experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear, that's that word Nassau, their sins. I will give him the honor of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels and he bore the sins of many. He lifted them up. He removed them to a far distance, bore the sins of many and interceded for the rebels. Um, uh, Isaiah 53.10 says, Jehovah has delighted to bruise him. He hath made him sick. That's Isaiah 53.10, Young's literal translation. Jehovah has delighted to bruise him. He, Jehovah, has made him, the Messiah, sick. If his soul doth make an offering for guilt, he seeth seed. He prolongeth days, and the pleasure of Jehovah Hova, is in his hand, and it does prosper. And this is the complete Jewish Bible of that verse, Isaiah 53, 10. Yet it pleased Adonai to crush him with illness. Listen, Isaiah 53, 10. Yet it pleased Adonai, the Lord, to crush him, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, with illness to see if he would present himself as a guilt offering. If he does, he will see his offspring. He will prolong his days. And at his hand, Adonai's desire will be accomplished. Friends, in Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and seating, Jesus not only took our sins in his own body on the tree, but he also took our sicknesses as well. And so as we can have faith in God, so, so, so this leads up to a point. The same way you have faith in God to forgive your sin, with that same kind of faith, you can have faith in God to heal you of sickness and disease. Why? Because in Jesus' sacrifice for us, Jesus sacrificed for us not only to be forgiven of our sin, but also to be healed of our diseases. And before going any further here, Isaac Leeser's translation of Isaiah 53.10. Again, this is in the margin of my wide margin Bible. It's been there for many, many years. Uh, Isaac Leeser said, Yet it pleased the Lord to crush him through disease. See, when Jesus hung on the cross, he became what we were. He became our sickness. He became our sin. He became a curse for us. For it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. The curse of the law is, is, is spiritual death. The curse of the law is poverty. The curse of the law is sickness. Jesus became a curse for us, Galatians 3.13 says. Jesus 
It pleased the Lord to crush him through disease. Jesus became not only our sin, but also our sicknesses. Let me read as I conclude today. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Uh, Peter says, Who himself bore our sins, looking back to the cross of Calvary, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness. So he talks about Jesus bearing our sins. And then he ends it by saying, By whose stripes or wounds you were healed. See, Peter realized that when Jesus died on the cross, he became a dual sacrifice. Jesus became a sacrifice for our sicknesses. He also became a sacrifice for our sins. He took both our sins and our sicknesses on the cross of Calvary. And with his stripes, ye were healed. Jesus looking, I mean, Peter looking back at the cross, saying, you were healed when Jesus went to the cross. I think that's really, really awesome. And I just want to encourage you today. You can trust the same faith that saves you to heal you. You know, as I conclude, the Apostle Paul said in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart you believe and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And you know what? You could, you could because the same sacrifice took care of both sickness and disease, you could just as easily say, Romans 10, 10, for with the heart one believes and with the mouth confession is made unto healing. And so again, all these years of my life, ever since 1976, when I found out that Jesus' sacrifice both forgave my sin, cleansed my sin, also took my sicknesses, anytime the enemy sought to attack my body, I immediately go back to the sacrifice of Jesus, the atonement of Christ, and say, Satan, you can't do that to me. Jesus took my sicknesses the way he took my sins. You can't put sin on me. You can't put condemnation and inferiority on me because Jesus took the condemnation and inferiority for my sin. You can't make me feel inferior to God. And you know what? In the same sense, you can't make me sick because Jesus took my sicknesses when he took my sins. And when you try to put the symptoms on my body of sickness, you know what? No, I reject that in Jesus' name in the same way, Satan, that I reject the feelings of condemnation and inferiority. Jesus took my condemnation, my inferiority. Romans 8, 1 says, There's therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. And so you know what? Because Jesus took my sin and I no longer have to deal with condemnation and inferiority before God. So when symptoms of illness come and my body feels ill and it feels sick and it looks unwell, I can look to the same faith in Jesus that forgives sin. And, and that resist condemnation and inferiority and say, you know what, wait, say, stop in your tracks, buddy. Jesus took my sins. Jesus took my sicknesses. I refuse to allow this in my physical person. I believe that with his stripes, I am healed. And you know what? If you do that, you can be completely well. And I've done this for many, many years now. I've trusted God for the healing of my body. 
And God has always come through. And you know what? He'll do the same thing for you. Lord, I pray for every person listening that you would give each one of us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Lord, let the eyes of our heart be flooded with light. Help us to understand the truths of redemption that include both the the forgiveness of sin and in that same sacrifice, the healing of disease. Open up our hearts. Open up our minds. And Lord, let us move away from us all of this uh, religious thinking that tells us that God does not want to heal. You want to heal today. Not only that, you want to keep us well. Thank you for ministering life to every person who hears this today. In Jesus' name. We'll take this up the next time we uh, come back uh, and we'll be back together on the podcast. Hope you have a great day. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe or leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.